BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of a songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. So nice of you to join us. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for listening to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. You know, as a songwriter, one of the, the biggest compliments that I can get, and, and as I've said before, a lot, a lot of time these compliments, these are like, when you get them, they're like payday uh, for us songwriters. And the biggest compliment I, I could ever get is when someone comes up to me and goes, you know, that song right there, that song you did, that's going to stick in my head all, all, all night long. Or, you know, I've been singing that song to myself for the past week. I can't get it out of my head. You, you, when you plant an earworm, right? Do you know what I'm saying? So let me ask you as a songwriter, are your melodies... And lyrics, earworm worthy, you can you can reply in the comments, no matter where you're listening, we're everywhere. And of course, if you're on um, YouTube, like and subscribe. Thank you very much. Can I play for you the song that's been burning in my ear for the last few weeks? Uh, let me play it for you, okay? Because you may have heard it. I can't get this out of my head. Right? You're welcome. (laughs) I've passed it along to you. There you go. It's infectious, I know. Uh, The band was called Clout, and they were out of South Africa, burning it up in the late 70s and 80s. I mean, played all over the world. The lead singer, uh, the lady out front, is at our dining room table today for our podcast. So nice to have you. Cindy Alter. Oh, what a pleasure it is to be here. And when I hear that song, I always get a smile on my face. People say to me, aren't you sick of that? You know, can you imagine how many times I've sung that song? Yes. I mean, really, you, can't even, you can't even count it. I yet. can't even count. Yeah. But the point being that if it wasn't for that song, I wouldn't be here today. Mm. 
So that song I'm grateful for, even though it's a pain in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and Cindy Plate, now, before we go any further, I want to thank Judy Pastor, who uh, introduced us. And uh, yeah. Judy invited you into her round uh, this past Wednesday night at the 12 Keys, which I host. And uh, if I embarrassed you by asking you to play that song, I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's it like, wasn't oh, embarrassing because this one guy came up and says, listen, I'll give you 10 bucks to play the song. I said, start upping the bid, man. <laughs> give me, start, I've got 10, I've got a 10. 20, 20 30, 30. <laughs> we could have we gone an auction thing. I would have been very happy with that. <laughs> I mean, you know, starving musicians, of course. Yes, that's what it's all about. <laughs> I love it. You know, you talk about star, star, we In the past uh, few episodes, we've talked a little bit about defining success. Oh, and what yeah. success is uh, mm-hmm. for folks. And and I tell them to be very careful, you know. whatever, However you dis- define success, and uh, the last couple of episodes, you know, we've kind of mentioned that. And I loved, I, w- I was reading an interview that you did, and I love the way that you define success. It says, um, I, 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 I have been remarkably successful because for over 40 years now, I'm still singing, writing, producing, and doing what I love what I have a passion for, and there's the word, there's the magic word. And if you talk to any of my broadcast students, they'll tell you, Dave Lennon, I always just say passion, live the dream, yeah. you know, and you have a passion for what you do. And that's success. That definitely defined my success because, I mean, when you're a 20 year old and you are a hit maker, uh-huh. you know, and you are on big stages and you have got the limos and the whole shebang, you, did too. you know, you think that this is it, this is it. Mm-hmm. But even then, I had a bit of a squawked way of looking at things. <laughs> you did? I did, because yeah. I just thought, you know what, I just want to play music and love it. Yeah. And if people are loving it too, fantastic. Yeah. But that is why it was so hard when our manager was, you know, he was taking our money mm. and we were ending up with nothing. And I was like, this is not right, yeah. you know. And we could we we try to fight it in different ways and blah blah blah. That was another story. But point of being about success, I realized then that success is being happy, yes, and being comfortable in your skin, yes, and not being at odds with everything and not being abused by anything, yes, the system, the manager, the any whatever, mm. and I, I mean, I. I hit hard when I came down from from the clout mm-hmm. s- situation because I thought, what the hell am I going to do now? Yeah. And I sat on the floor for a few moments <laughs> and then I thought, well, I'm going to get up and carry on doing what I love doing. Mm-hmm. And that was it for me. And when I have also, I do a lot of uh, vocal teaching great, and uh, songwriting workshops and stuff You're like that. You're a writer. I'm going to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so, mm-hmm. so much for that. Wow. Mm-hmm. In Nashville, they say. Yeah, in Nashville. Wow. Yeah. Um, But I would always say to them, you know, going on idols is fantastic and winning and being a big star overnight. Wow. Fabulous. I said, but if you are not passionate about what you're doing, at the first sign of trouble, you're going to give in. How many artists do we see, sadly? Yes. That... take their own lives Mm. that end up being alcoholics drug addicts because this business is brutal it really is this is not an easy little ride hey man i'm just gonna have a cool Mm. little ride looks so nice on tv looks good in the movies you're glamorous Mm -hmm. boy let Mm -hmm. me tell you you gotta have balls of steel baby (laughs) 
you know. And it, and it really did happen. You were like 20, 21 when you yeah. formed Clout and um, traveled all over. With I mean, you named the band Blondie, uh, just, uh, Police, uh, uh, Dire Straits. The list is amazing of the yes. people that you played along with and shared the stage with. We used to so do you were living TV the shows, yeah. you know. Yeah. And they were the big t- European TV shows. So when, yeah. they were, when you, if you were in the top 10. Yeah. On the hit parades, and in those days, those hit parades counted. That was all that sold records. Yeah, that's true. There weren't no YouTube, (laughs) Spotify. You were a viral sensation back then. Before we went viral, before was viral. Yes, yes, yes. You did. So, um, if you were in the top ten, you had to play these TV shows because Uh that sold your records, right? Did you have to lip sync it? You lip sync. Did you? You yeah. lip sank. <laughs> lip sank. That's, that's the plural of lip sank. <laughs> sink is lip sank. <laughs> lip sank. Because it was a sanking feeling, man. So, yeah, you had to lip sync to all these things. So, there was the police, there was Blondie, there was Buggles, there was oh. um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, there was Gloria Gaynor. Gloria Gaynor, big fucking. Yeah. Big, Funny story, big yeah. funny story yeah. about that. Because she also did that with she you, did she? She did that the, song. The, yeah. She recorded the song substitute she'd heard, and she said, Oh my God, I just heard the song in Europe, and it was fantastic. Mm. Let's record it. Um, and it flopped. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it, it totally flopped. I was listening to it today. Yeah. It's, out, it's out there. You can find it. Yes, I know. Yeah. And then they, you know, in those days it was a single. So you had side A, side, side B. B. That's right. And they thought, Oh my God, we better flip it because. We got nothing else to offer, mm-hmm. um, and we want her to to get out there. And what was on the flip side? Side B. <laughs> it was I will survive. We'll survive. I, was gonna say. I have a copy of that single. Are I have you a copy kidding? of it. Somebody found it for me. I will survive. Was that B side? I never B, knew that. B side. Wow. What a story! And she that is a story. Like went, she went viral after that. <laughs> she did. So anyway, these were the TV shows, and we used yeah. to go there and do them, and. I mean, it was the biggest fun because afterwards our record companies will all take us to clubs mm-hmm. and dinner yeah. and, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, I we had far that. too much fun. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you. Can you imagine? No, I can't. I can only imagine, you know, but it must have been a blast. It was fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. You know, I don't want it just to be about the clout and, and that sure. song. And you had another one, uh, Save Me, that was a big hit for yeah, you, Yeah, very big, yes. Um, but I'm I do so wanna... glad you did your homework. I appreciate oh, it. You have to. Um and my friend Sean Casey, who's uh, from uh, South Africa, yes. um, who came over here and visited, and, he, and we found him through this podcast, you know. Okay. And he tells me, he said, Dave, oh my God, he goes, uh, if, if he plays out everywhere yes. around there and he plays covers, and he goes, if you just start playing the first chords of, uh, of Substitute, he's, everybody sings in with you. Everybody he's, sings just, it. Hands in the air, everybody, you know. So, I mean, that's the kind of hit uh, we're talking well, it's, about. It's a classic. I mean, it plays yeah. still on Radio 2. In the yeah. UK, plays in Belgium, plays in Holland, yeah. plays in Germany. Yeah, it's one of those songs, and I, again, I'm so grateful that I had a so, song like that. So here's what here's where I'm uh, interested because you know it is the songwriter connection. Some interesting. Song. I know you didn't write it, but no. Tell tell us how you come to record that, and and uh, was it brought to you? Yes, it, okay. it was actually our manager's wife loved the song. Really? Okay. And she said, oh, you know, there's this sort of obscure Righteous Brothers album track. Yeah. And it was exactly that. They, they did it with 75 or so. Yeah. yeah. And it was very, as I say, their vibe was, yeah. girl, yeah. you been waiting. Yeah. You know, it was totally that soul vibe, which was And then Bobby thing. comes in with the real high part. You, you know, know? Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And she brought it to her husband, who was our producer, manager, <laughs> um, everythinger. Um, and he said, okay, let's, let's try. I've got to do it a different way, of course. Mm. And he did it like that. And in a way, it was a little bit African because there's a certain beat. Yeah, there in is. South African and Africa, yeah. the African sound. Yeah, there it's just is. got a little, it's not soul. Ask Paul Simon. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's got a bit of a, a little bounce in the groove, you it know? Does. Yes. And um, so he put a bounce in the groove and... Um, the song was recorded, and I remember, I think it was one or two takes, and that was it. That was it? Yeah, it was, wow. it was a quick, quickie. Incredible. And within two weeks of us releasing that in South Africa, it shot up the charts, went to number one. And wow. then the guys were going to Medem. You know, every year in Medem in Cannes, they have the big music symposiums. Wow. So it's like a NAM kind of thing. Right. That's mostly equipment and stuff. This was to meet other record companies and sell your stuff in their territories, licensing. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and, and as I say, selling um, albums, music, new music. And everybody picked up on the song. They mm. went mad for it. So suddenly it was like, wow. And then... It's got that earworm effect. It, was, it, it just ju- sticks in your head. It's that kind of song. It's a and great pop it song. Yeah, it was a great, great pop song. pop song. Yeah. And there's a guy in Nashville, he actually stays in Murfreesboro, his name's Freddie Cannon. Freddie Cannon. Do you know Freddie? Oh, no, no, I don't, but I was reading about him today. Yes, yeah, so I'd Freddie, love to meet him. Sir Freddie Cannon. Sir Freddie Cannon. Yeah. And Fre- Sir Freddie Cannon was... Um, he was the... The head A and R guy at the record company that bought us for Europe, well, for UK and Holland, gotcha. and France, and France, and the company was called Career Records. Also, Career Records. Career. Oh. His name was Claude Career. Ah, I love it. And he even said to Freddie, "What do you want with this band? It's not so good." <laughs> and Freddie says, "I'm telling you, this is going to be a hit." Yeah. So I've known Freddie Cannon since 1978. Well, I didn't meet him. Physically, but we are still very good friends these oh, days. Awesome. And we did an album together in 2016 when I came to visit oh, in Great. Nashville. I did an album. That's with awesome. Him. You're sitting in the French room right here, by the way. The this dining room. This is the French room. Yes, we've got, uh, you know, I by the see. same. See? Oh, I love it. Some of my favorite chateaus. So you do like France. My brother lived there for about oh, three years. Oh, my goodness. And they were some of the best vacations I ever took. I he can lived, imagine. Uh, near the, uh, in the Loire Valley. Uh, okay. Really great wine there. Yes. Chanel oh, yeah. was not too far away. And, uh, I'm sure. So this whole room is our... Yeah, oh. I can see. Yeah. <laughs> back there is, is, a, is, is a, yeah. definitely very yeah. apt yeah. French depiction. <laughs> you bet. I absolutely love it. So you got that. to spend some time there too, huh? Oh, yes, I yeah. did. And I loved it. Uh, Paris is definitely one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. But I also Beautiful. got to go to different places as yeah. well. You did. Huh? I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So... Um, we're talking about the song, and and I don't want this to be all, all about the song. No, but sure. uh, some of the things that first thing that popped into my head when I heard the song is I know that the righteous brother said "girl," right? Mm-hmm. So did you think about going "boy"? But what I love what you did, and I don't. I want to know whose idea, how it came about. You you gave him a name. You gave him a name because well, my our manager said, you know what, girl, boy, yeah, it's just we would like it to be everybody. Yeah. So it could be singing, a girl could be singing to a boy, a girl could be singing to a girl, a girl, a boy could be singing to a boy or a girl. Yeah. So Sam is a very generic name. 
Well, she never thought about it that you way. You see, Sam, Sam, it could be a girl or it could be a boy. Oh, well, that is interesting. So it's his idea. So it was his idea. To and it worked. It. Yeah. And we thought, of, oh, there was many names that had gone before. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Sam was the one that landed. Sam. Sam. Could have been Chris. Could have been, yeah. Oh, been. Maybe not rolls off the tongue. They were yeah. Paul. Paul. <laughs> Dave. 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 Why not Dave? It could have been Dave. Dave would have been a good you name. You never know. Well, next time you do it. Okay. Maybe. Do you... <laughs> give you the up you want to play that because uh, folks can listen to that and and you know what by the way go to youtube and look up clout and it's there it's a great there's a great video there's um, a couple of videos yeah of yeah there are on different yeah. tv shows there yeah, yeah yeah check it out would you like to play it for us now or <laughs> or would you want to it's up to you want us to be your show of course all right here we go <laughs> cindy alters our guest it's songwriter connection table here uh, at our home in Hermitage just outside of Nashville this songwriter connection city you did that the other night and it was so funny because you that key that you're uh, in the key of E when you're, yes, when you're playing that indeed. and you were talking it, you're such a show person you, you started say see these chords these are other songs and you were going through them like wild thing and well I mean if you it, think about it I mean most good songs are like three chords and the truth and the truth that's as right they say. absolutely well it's a little bit more than three three chords because mm-hmm. 
what you do in that bridge. And if you yes. back this up and you listen, when you go to the bridge, you're bringing that uh, melody to a different It's uh, a place. totally different yeah. thing. Uh-huh. You're going to the D. Yeah. Yeah. So is that a key change or is that what you call the no. flat flat seven? It's Yeah, it's not a key change. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just chords within that group. Within that grouping. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and you can always... Find chords within your groupings. You I, know. I always like to call those the money chords because they're they're different. They're taking a different. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it's really cool. Sure, freak. Well, thanks for that, and thanks yeah. for sharing the story behind that and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, so it's, let's move on. We okay. you went from South Africa to uh, to L A. L A. Yeah, culture shock. Uh, what brought you to L A. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'd been traveling in Europe, uh-huh. which we know, and it was fantastic. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another band. After Clout, right. which was called Zia. That Zia. was an African rock band. And that was at the time when things were starting to change in South Africa. Yeah. And we were having, yeah. yeah, there was mm-hmm. a lot of turmoil. Yeah. Um, but the multiracial thing was coming yeah. to the fore because people were just saying, we don't care what you mm. say anymore, mm. government. We are just going to mix. We're just going to, we'll go to the clubs that we're not meant to be going to. We'll yeah. go to the, the, sh- the movie houses, we'll go to the stores, etc., etc. It was like the revolution was starting, and it was yeah. fantastic time because of a lot of bands that were supporting that. A lot of bands okay. that were playing the sort of pop, sort of um, I don't want to call it white pop. I'll call yeah. it sort of world world pop mm-hmm. was was marrying with this these amazing African. Beats and there rhythms. There was that melding going yes. on, wasn't there? Yeah. So, um, our band was called Zia. Zia. And Z-I-A, right? Z-I-A. Mm-hmm. And Zia was also, we were doing all the big shows, all the big concerts, working with all the black bands, the white bands, the pink bands, the orange <laughs> bands, whatever bands were available. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, we, uh, we were lucky. We went on tour to France. Um, we did our first tour it was fabulous and our record company in France said we think this can work how about we bring a whole contingency of different acts so we did this big tour it was called Franchement Zulu mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, it was like the a whole bunch so well. of Zulu <laughs> yeah, wow. Zulu bands and us we were mixed we were white guys and black dancers and singers and um we were asked to open for the Bee Gees. Wow. Which was wow. Yeah. In a very big sports stadium, Bercy in Paris. Wow. Big sports stadium. Wow. So we did that, and the Bee Gees loved us. Wow. They totally fell in love with us. My, what year is this? Was this was 89. 89, okay. And we get back to South Africa, Johannesburg, mm-hmm. and there's a fax waiting because in those days there was no yeah, yeah. emails. No emails, right. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you either phoned or you faxed. That's right. And the fax said, we would like to invite Zia to join us on our world tour as our supporting group. Wow. Now, wow. Yeah. Is that not a wow? Big wow. Does one say no to that? Mm, our record so. company said no to that. <gasps> You're kidding yeah. me. Small Why on fit, earth would they fry? Because they small fry. That's the problem. Such small fry. Bee Gees? 
Bee Gees asked were us small to fry. No, I'm telling you, our record company was small fry. Oh, I no, see. God, no, the Bee Gees weren't. I was going to say. <laughs> no, our record company. Your record were, company was had no foresight whatsoever. Unbelievable. They I should can't have been. They that. should have been torched. You know, I was talking to Jimmy Copens, who uh, Jimmy hosts uh, rounds at uh, the Commodore. Have you been at the Commodore Grill yet? I have. Yeah. I've seen there quite a few times. He was giving some I advice to some young uh, talent the other day, and I overheard it. But he had told me this before. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. He said, uh, he said, um, he goes, you got to be careful because in, in the business, there are a lot of sharks, uh, money grabbers, cheats, scammers. And then they're the bad ones. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it says a lot. You know it? that crazy saying? People say it's Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. I don't know who Hunter said it Thomas. was, but it was, it was some funny guy. Uh-huh. And he said the music business is a, a, a dirty, grimy pit of thieves and marauders and all kinds of stuff. It's got a whole thing. And then there's a bad side. <laughs> the bad side, right? So, kind of like that. Let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And that's why I said earlier on yeah. in this interview Bad management, said, right? Yeah. Brutal, yes. brutal business. Yeah. But Bad it's happened, management. It's happened to a lot of, a lot B- of people. Billy Joel, you know, lost everything he had. You know, it's just... It's George Michael. George Elton Michael. John. Yes. Big stars. Yes. And you can still get screwed, let me tell yeah. you. you got to be careful, don't you? Mm-hmm. I, I, I do these little um, sort of educational mm. talks on the music business. Oh, great. And I talk about know thine enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and and I say, you, you need, this is a, it's like going to war. Uh. You need weapons. And your first weapon is knowledge. Wow. Get yeah. to know what this business is all about, how you can empower yourself, who's on your side, blah, 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 blah. That to me is everything. Mm-hmm. So important. Um, and I haven't met a manager since that I would want to sign with. No kidding. Um, I'm sure there are plenty out there. I just haven't met one yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't, uh, I haven't signed a record deal since then. I've signed it like a one single, one album deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I d- it's not because I'm gun shy, but it's because I want something to believe in. Yeah. Has, can make me believe in you. I get Don't you. just just give me the talk mm-hmm. walk the walk you know yeah and um i had a rough time in la i met a lot of people in the music business mm-hmm. and they were all like you're so good but you just you know you're in your 30s mm-hmm. i'm like oh okay so that matters obviously age, age yeah. the next thing is you're so good but we just signed a girl with the 12 string her name's melissa etheridge and i'm like <laughs> In the whole of America, there should not be 12, two women that play a 12-string Exactly child. right. So I'm starting to think to myself, how am I ever going to get anywhere? And mm. I decided, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yes. And I just started doing my own shows, booking other artists on my shows, booking songwriter evenings, rounds, and I just did that for the rest of my years. And I got to play at really great places. I got to play with on a beautiful TV show with Kenny Loggins and Clint oh, Black and Clint Olivia Newton-John. And, Olivia. And it was really fantastic. I've done beautiful things. I am so um, glad you mentioned that because that's what I've been telling folks. That's the advice I give folks. 
you know, be your own thing. Do your own Do thing. Do your thing, man. Yeah. You know, I love, I love the way people say, oh, so what's your music sound like? I'm like, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> That's the worst question I, ever. I don't know what, what, who do you sound like? I said, uh, I hope me? to God I sound like myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, is that my only prayer? Please, God, let me sound like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've talked about that in this podcast quite a bit, you know. That is like the worst question, I, I think, ever. Who, who do you sound like? Who, you know, what are your influences? Yes, you know, and, yeah, what kind what's of, your genre? Or, yeah, what kind of music do you play? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Mm, hopefully good. Good good music, hopefully. Also. Exactly right. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to hear you say that. So, it's so true. you did your thing. And, I and did you know, my thing. And the other thing, too, I read about, you, you're a poet as well. So, yes. not just a musician, but, but a lyricist and a poet. Lyricist. You, you wrote poems for a long time. Yes. I'd started writing poetry before I knew that they would ever be songs. Yeah? Well, like when I was a kid. Yeah. Really. So young. before an instrument came along. Yes, before an instrument came along, I'd always just write my feelings down or thoughts. Mm-hmm. I would think of things and I would just write them down. And I just found that it served me, yeah. you know. And um, in, in America, I, I, I used to send my poems to a lot of these sort of poetry competitions and stuff. And I got published in the National International Poets book or whatever the hell it was yeah. <laughs> but it was just nice to know that my lyrics had some gravity mm-hmm. that was really all like do they say something and even now in my songwriting I never sit and think I've got to write something that is profound <laughs> and I need to write something that feels good to somebody I just write what I write I, I... and it just happens to land in that space that is Oh, wow. Now, earlier you good were thoughts. saying, you know, hopefully good thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, good thoughts, good songs. Mm-hmm. You you were saying how you'd want somebody to hear a song that you've played and just come up to you and say, wow, that song really stuck in my head or whatever. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like when somebody relates in yeah. any way mm-hmm. and they say, wow, that song really hit me. Yeah, It's like my life, you know. Um, or, or my husband's got the story, or I have the story. And yeah. that, to me, is the reality of it. I'm it not going to write about me getting into a truck and drinking beer, because it's <laughs> not who I am. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No. Yeah. That's a different kind of thing. I write about, damn, I've been through absolute hell. But mm. look at me. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm Aren't still you here. still here? Yeah, yeah, we're all still here. Let's we celebrate. made it. Woo-hoo. Yeah, exactly. It's sobering, you know. Yeah. I'm going to hear some of these new songs that you're writing. Okay. But we've got to take a break. Uh, thanks to my folks at uh, Red Circle uh, who uh, sell the advertising. And this is just to tell them to plug some in right here, okay? Don't go away. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. We're chatting with Cindy Alter today around the dining room table. And uh, you've been in Nashville now how long? 
Since last February, last so February. not very long. It's so what brought you from L.A. to Music City? Um, when I was living in L.A., I used to come to Nashville just to mm-hmm. sniff around, yeah. just to get the smell mm. of Nashville. That's how it started with me, too. It, you know, it's yeah. a smell. Yeah. It's like a physical thing. Yeah. And um, I don't know why, it was just calling me. Yeah. Nashville's calling me. It's got a way of doing it's, that, doesn't it? It's, <sighs> It got under my skin, so I'd been only about three or four times. Uh-huh. And the last time I came, I played at the Bluebird. Mm. I, I did a set just before the actual show started in the evening. Mm-hmm. I was like totally mesmerized by being a, on that Bluebird stage. Oh, the coolest thing, you ever. know, absolutely. And and just the history of Nashville, the history of the music in Nashville, and everything about it, <laughs> and. I'd got back to L.A., and I was married at the time, and my husband was a bass player, so he played with me on this little tour that I'd done. And um, I said to him, look, there was a guy at ASCAP that loved my songs. And um, he said, listen, if you come here, I think I could get you a publishing deal. I'm not promising. I said, no, there's no such thing as a promise (laughs) in this business. I said, but I'd love to give it a shot. So we went back to L.A., I said to my husband, how about I go there for like three months. Mm-hmm. I'll drive down, so at least I've got a car. I'll find somewhere, I'll stay with a friend or something. And let's see if anything happens. If it happens, let's let's go. Right. Let's go live there. And he said, cool. And I got leukemia. Yeah. And I was struck down, mm. literally, mm. with a very high level stage four Oh acute myelogenous leukemia. I was very sick. And that was that. Mm. And I remember calling this guy at ESCAP and saying, I won't be coming um, because I've just been, I'm so sorry and I wish you well. And again, Nashville never left me. Never left. It never left me. And after my cancer... But unfor- but fortunately, yes. leukemia did. Leukemia <laughs> did, did leave you. me. I had a bone marrow transplant in mm. 2003 with fantastic doctors at City of Hope. Wow. I was um, very, very lucky. They did a an autologist. That means my own stem cells. They were experimenting. Mm-hmm. And they experimented very well. And then I thought afterwards, I think I need to go back to South Africa. I need to have Africa in my blood and mm. I need to get well. Yeah. And I went back to South Africa. Went back home. I went back home, mm-hmm. my other home. Mm-hmm. And then I I put my old band Clout back together. I thought put back a together. reunion show would be fantastic. Yes. And we did a reunion tour for about a year and a half. Oh, that's cool. Which was fun. All the same members? We had, unfortunately, one of our members was overseas mm. and we couldn't use her. So we used the bass player that had joined us when she left. Ah. So it was still kind of original members. And, you know, to, to go back there again, it was an all-female band. We started off as an all-female band. There was yeah. five girls in the band. Uh-huh. When we got back from That was rare at the time, wasn't it? Was it was very rare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a band here called Bertha. Bertha? Mm. Don't remember. Mm. Mm. Bertha. What do I know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I mean... Yeah. There was there was stuff happening. You're blazing and, the trail. And Fanny. Yeah. Oh, Fanny. <laughs> and the lady that ran that was in Fanny has little, Fanny's the music store here. 
Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yep. How about that? And they knew about us because when I came here to Nashville, I went to the store and and this this friend of mine had taken me and she said, oh, this is Cindy Oliver Clowney. Mm. Oh, we knew that band and you were also <laughs> an all-girl band. And we were like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so, awesome. So there were a few all-girl bands, but um, nothing really relevant at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we came back from our second sort of TV thing, our keyboard player said look I'm leaving I'm leaving the band because I'm getting married and we said okay and then we got two guys in the band okay these guys had actually played on our first album okay because they wanted the album out real quick after that single went viral and we really saved me and that was going berserk they were like we need an album now mm-hmm. and we could have done it because we all played we could play we were good players but we, were, we wouldn't have been quick enough. Uh-huh. That's the thing about those studio musicians. They, yeah. You know, the studio musicians were like, bam. Yeah. that's You it. know, it's like coming to Nashville and getting studio musicians mm. to do your album. Yeah. You got your album in five minutes, you know. You do. It's you do. The but, the and they're the brilliant. The best of the best. Yeah. Like they've best. been playing it their whole lives. You know, and they have. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. There's a thing. It's a, it it's really a homegrown thing. As I said, there's a smell in the air here. Uh-huh. You people. You people. Oh, who live in Nashville, you don't remember to smell. You know, <laughs> I smell it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, but Is living it the here, smell of money. Mm, <laughs> that would be fun. It's if the I could smell, smell of money. creativity. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. It's it inspiration. Is yeah. It's creativity. It's like it is inspiration. You people should know what you got here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Tell me the difference between the culture in LA and here in Nashville. Um, you know what. Everybody in LA is also very much trying to do mm-hmm. their thing, you know. Yeah. What I found in LA is what, there wasn't a, as much versatility as I would have liked. So I, like if a, if a bass player was a, a rock bass player, he would play rock. Mm-hmm. But I would need somebody to play my stuff, which was kind of African folk, say. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. But great musicians, of course, oh, in exactly. LA, brilliant. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, the rock scene was thriving. It was the '90s, the long hair bands. You know, the whiskey. I played at the Roxy. Oh, I had wow. so much fun. You did played all the great places. So I did. Yeah. I did. I have a good. I had a That's great awesome. time in LA. Very different, good. different. Can't I can't say bad or good. Just different. Just different. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved LA and I still love LA. I love LA. Sounds I love like LA. Yeah. <laughs> I love LA. Yeah, I do. But um, I'm I'm really starting to feel like I belong here now. Yeah. Can you share with us a song like what you're doing these days? Okay, sure. Yeah. Cindy Alter's our guest. <laughs> um, I could do my newest, newest one that I wrote like two weeks ago. Well, I've always heard they say the three most beautiful songs in the world are Amazing Grace, Bridge Over Troubled Waters, and the last one you wrote. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay, lay it so, on us. I want to so hear. So this is the last one I wrote. Oh. And uh, it's kind of like my life story, which it is. I'm sure it's everybody's life story in some way. It's called She's Doing Well. All right. <laughs> I've been a vagabond 
I've been an angel And I've been a child And I've been a dreamer I've been a schemer I have been innocent And I've been so wild Great playing. Oh, it's thank you Cindy so much. Alter here around the dining room table of the Songwriter Connection podcast. Thank Brand you. new stuff. Brand new. Yeah. yeah. Nashville you, bound. You Nashville know? stuff. There yeah. you go. Uh, do you find the songs are coming from a deeper place yes. these days? Yes, they definitely are. Yeah. Um, I've written, I've mostly written sort of deep stuff. I've got some frivolous stuff as well, which is fun. Mm-hmm. But mostly my big songs are, are, are sort of deep and, and mm, I love thought that hopefully thought-provoking oh yeah um but the two songs i've written here in nashville one i wrote last year and mm. i recorded it 
and this one I'm going to record soon as well. Now, is it released, the one that you played? I haven't released it. I'm no. going to release soon. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to get my ducks in a row regarding gotcha. the mm-hmm. distributor. Mm-hmm. I got you. You know, so I'm trying to do CD Baby. Yeah. Or one of those, you know. Uh, Distro Kid. I'm, yeah, I'm Distro really Kid is really Distro, good. Distro Kid. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I appreciate yeah, I that. Yep. My Judy actually told me about Distro Kid. Yeah, she does Kid that as well. well. Yeah, Judy Pastor, who's been on the show a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Because I was trying to get uh-huh. get my stuff on uh, CD Baby, but it just wouldn't load. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. in the process of loading everything. Mm-hmm. That's great. So I did three songs with this producer that I love. He's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He, I met him in LA. He has since moved to Nashville. Cool. He is the professor at Belmont University, and he does the... Wow. He's the sound engineer. Okay. He runs that program and wow. stuff. So he's a, and he's mm-hmm. a great guy, such a sweetheart. Also a good songwriter, also, you know, works, plays, plays all the instruments, the usual Lovely. Nashville geniuses, <laughs> darling. <laughs> so... Um, he yeah. recorded the three songs. They're really nice. They're just in the pocket exactly where I wanted them to be. Great. You know, we'll take it from it's there. It's so important to find a producer who you know, trust, and, and could give you the sound you want. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think we're always doing that. Yeah. I are. mean, now yeah. I've just recorded these songs with Dave and I loved it, but I'd be interested in recording some new stuff with somebody else. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah, yeah you know that yeah. thing. Yeah, What so, can they do with it? Yeah, yeah, what can you do with it? Yeah. And yeah. it's just good, good, um, I think it's good music business I think so too I have to agree you know to also not wear all the hats I'm I'm a good producer are you but I don't want to produce myself yeah I'll hear things like this needs to let's change that how about this and I'll have a few things Mm -hmm. but I don't want to sit in there and produce myself because then I'm wearing the other hat and I can't be a as as the artist I can't be objective to the artist because I'm the artist that's important yeah you know I understand you're saying Wow, yeah. you know, yeah, I need to be, I need to be smart about this. I got you, and it seems like you are. <laughs> I wanted you been playing uh, at the City Winery here in Nashville. Yes, I played there. What a gig that <gasps> must be! Huh? Oh my god, that was such a beautiful gig. Yeah, it's a beautiful venue. It's a real, it again, a Nashville. It's venue. one of my favorite places to see a show here. Oh, it was so nice, mm-hmm. intimate, and the sound is fantastic. That was and you can thing. drink wine. Yes, of course. <laughs> and they are, they've got wines with yeah. my, my, my picture on them now that are Do available. They really? Yeah, you that's can call it. That's awesome. Hey, I'd like to get a Cindy Alta bottle, bottle of wine. Well, that's, there's the new definition of success, folks. There you go. Yeah, right? you go when you've got a bottle of wine with your name on it. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. So, what kind is it? Is it a Sauvignon? Is it a- I, I think. I can't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez. I'm a bad drinker. Right. I'm such a bad drinker. It's a so wine. People, it's a it's a wine. It's wine. a wine. Wine. You want yeah. some cheese with that wine? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go and get a summer in this town. Uh. I'll keep one and girl. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how about another song? I want to hear some more Cindy Alter stuff, please. Okay. Please, please, please. Um. I, I didn't play this song the other night. It's mm. called Thrive. You know, I, I'm so glad you said that because I was listening to that this morning and I wanted to ask you about that song. Yeah. And I thought, no, I don't want to, you know, I don't. I, sometimes I make a request of a song and they go, oh, well, anymore. Or, or, you know. Oh, no, but I do I, all my songs. But, but that is, that's that's one I love. I was listening to that. Thank uh, you. And tell us about that song, Thrive. It's called, it's out there. Yes, it uh, is. It's, uh-huh. it, and there's a video. I did this video in Germany in the forest. It's oh, beautiful. It was an neat. old church. Wow. And a forest, and I just 
just very simple, just just a nice HD camera. Yeah. And it's just me singing. That was it. I love it. Um, I'd gone, it was probably 10 years ago when, I can't remember, 2015. 2015. 2015. And I was going through a bit of a tough time. As we do, mm-hmm. nothing's ever plain sailing, darling. <laughs> and um, life happens. I don't. I didn't have a therapist. <laughs> mm. And this friend of mine said, "You know, I've got a friend who's a life coach, and mm. she can maybe just give you a little pointer, yeah. get, get you back on track." And so I went to see this lady. She was very nice. She said, "Tell me your story." And I told her my story. She says, "My gosh, you're such a survivor. You've been through so much." Mm. But do you know how to thrive? And I looked at her and I was like, huh? Wow. What are you talking about thriving? What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like such a left field word. Of course, I know what it means, but do I really know what it means? And I suddenly thought, she's dead right. I'm a warrior. If something comes up at me, I will fight to the tooth and nail. I will get through it because I'm a tough gal. But thriving is a different way of doing it. Thriving is like coming through it, blossoming and learning and growing oh, and wow. loving yourself through it mm. instead of just being that, I'm the, I'm the survivor, I'm the warrior, I can do it, you know? And it, I had to like dial it back a bit mm. because my warrior would come prancing out of the forest with its shield and its spear and any drop of a hat. And I was like, okay, let's do this gently. How about we really love ourselves through this? And I just, I got home that day and I I wrote the song in like five minutes. It was like, hold on a second. I had to write my story, of course. And it was like, this just came out of me. Mm. This may be the most, certainly one of the best um, advice I think we ever had on this show. Learning, learning to, to thrive. thrive. Yeah. Especially in the music business. And I've never heard it put that way either. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Wow. So well, now i got to hear this song well, <laughs> again. You know, now I know where it's this, coming from. Yeah, this, yeah. This, this business can yeah. take you apart. It's constantly testing your worthiness and your, am I good enough? And here I am here, here with all these songs. You say, my God, you've got great songs. Nobody wants to touch them. Mm. Nobody's offering me a publishing deal. No, so I have to keep my head on me. Yeah, I have to keep my head together at all times and just say, whether anybody does pick it up or not, I still will write these songs because this is who I am. Well, this is the essence of what I want this podcast to do for folks. And that's, if they keep that yeah, in mind, yeah, yeah, um, I believe that. Yeah, that's success. Success again. That is that is it, and that's how I measure mine. Oh my. And if I, as I said, if I don't get anything, I don't get anything. Hmm. Maybe it wasn't my turn. (laughs) Interesting. It's been a long, dusty road. Fire and rain Oh, I do 
Joseph Gross Ah, but the lessons I've learned I'll the bridges of I think I learned right from wrong I think I wrote some good songs I try to stay on the track Such passion when you sing. I just love it. Thank you. I can't tell you what a pleasure it has been to, to get you know you better Thank and you. To, to have you here around our antique Duncan Fife I uh, love it. table here, uh, which is every bit the star of this show. <laughs> the Duncan Fife is very beautiful. <laughs> it really is. Thank you. Continued success. And let's stay in touch, okay? And keep me posted. Thank you so, so much for this. And I appreciate it. And to all you folks out there in Nashville, Keep doing what you do, Keep man. doing what you're doing. Watching music and playing music and writing music. And supporting those local Love musicians it. for sure. Absolutely. Cindy, thank you. Thank you so much, So Dave. great to see you. 
Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.